What's going on, guys? This is Gary. Good morning. Uh, at least morning where I am. Just dropped Josh off at school, and I'm on my way to work. So come along with me for the ride, and we'll talk a little bit about Game Week 38. Um, first up, before we get into the content of this episode, I uh, want to let you know a couple things. One is our weekly collaboration with our friends at FPL Football Advice is now available online. So just go to our Let's Talk Soccer Instagram account, just like you always do. Go to the Game Week 38 Insta story. You'll see two words at the bottom of that story. See more. Just tap it and you'll link directly to an article that we're super proud of, um, as we are with with all of ours. We do put a lot of time um, and energy into those. Um, so take a look. Hopefully there will be some interesting data and perspective and hopefully a little couple things here and there that might make you smile or, or uh, you know, just make it even a little more enjoyable. So um, please check that out. The other thing, too, then, is that we will do an end-of-season sort of retrospective and recap, um, both sort of in the real-world Premier League and then also as far as FPL goes, key learnings, things we wish we would have done different or had known sooner, um, you know, things that will definitely apply to managing our team next year, things like that. And we'll also then cover... uh, the top finishers in our private league. So and we really do appreciate it. We've had well over 5,000 people, which I know <clears throat> compared to some other leagues isn't huge, but this is by far the biggest one we've had. And we really, really do appreciate everyone that has participated. And we appreciate everyone that's been with us um, this season, whether you just found us and um, started following us or liked one of our posts or left a comment or you've been with us for years and years, a little over three years now, our Instagram account has been around and we've been doing this podcast even a little bit longer. So thank you for listening to this one. And if you listened to ones in the past, we really do appreciate that too. And we also want to say thank you to Callum at FPL Football Advice for giving us the opportunity uh, first time around to contribute to one of his articles and then to have us back pretty much on a weekly basis. And we're looking forward to um, expanding that opportunity with him next year. It sounds like he might have a cool, few cool ideas um, up his sleeve that uh, we might be a part of. So that's exciting too. <clears throat> but for now, uh, we're excited for game week 38, but of course we're also a little sad that the season's coming to an end. At least last year, we had the World Cup to get super excited for, um, and we actually grew a lot. Our Instagram account grew a ton during the World Cup, which was kind of cool, but playing Fantasy World Cup was a lot of fun. Of course, just everything, all of the energy and uh, amazing football and everything that you'd imagine with a World Cup was enjoyable. So really, really looking forward to the Women's World Cup this summer. Uh, go USA. We want the USWNT to win another <clears throat> Women's World Cup. So we're, we're cheering for those ladies for sure. And then we'll 
continue. We'll, we'll cover the Women's World Cup. I wish there was a fantasy component to it. I don't know that there is. I looked on the FIFA website um, about a week ago and didn't see anything. So if there is, we'll definitely let you guys know and we'll, we'll play along. But So we'll cover that. We'll cover, of course, summer transfers, uh, any FPL news that comes up. And we'll make sure that we're engaging you guys uh, and entertaining you guys over the summer, too. So don't think just because the Premier League season is over that um, we're going to slow things down because we try to be year round. So, um, you know, we know that you're a football fan and we want to keep you uh, fat and happy, as they say, with all of that. So as much as you can eat on the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram account, and we're going to keep growing things on Twitter as well. Okay, so let's get into game week 38 then and really focus on that. First up, the biggest elephant in the room is the absence of sun. Um, Let's take a look back at sort of where we are or where we were up to this point. All right, so 10 weeks, in the last 10 weeks for Sonny, he's had one goal and one assist. In Premier League games, that is. Uh, not spectacular. So even prior to this recent incident that he had, we were starting to advise managers to uh, maybe not go get him if you don't own him yet. If you do own him, maybe think about replacing. The form was just, just bad. He was in a bad, bad spot for whatever reasons. So one one goal, one assist in 10 games, not so good for Sonny. Then he misses the first leg of the Champions League semifinal at home to Ajax. We'll talk about all of the Champions League stuff in a second. And then his most recent uh, faux pas was that 43 minutes into his game week 37 game, he gets ejected with a red card, so he's not even available for game week 38. So, of course, if you own him, you're probably looking to replace him. So what we did, um, and this is all available in the article that we mentioned with FPL Football Advice, we created this big table of potential replacements for Sun. It's not every single uh, midfielder in the game, and you won't find people like Salah and Sterling in there because they're kind of obvious. But we sort of stuck within a price range, maybe just a touch higher than Sun's 8.7 million pound price. And then, of course, lower, too, in case you're looking to save some money. Maybe you're going to try to save a little here to invest a little more in a different player or position. So we gave you lots and lots of um, players to compare to one another side by side by side. Players that we covered, in fact, are Frazier, Pogba, Sigurdsson, Milivojevic, Mora, Eriksson, Richarlison, both Silvas from Manchester City, Jota, Madison, Tielemans, and Felipe Anderson. Where we came out on it is this. Um, If you are a believer that form, current form, is a strong predictor of upcoming success, then um, 
we recommend Fraser and Babel. If you look at their current form, they are some of the top performing midfielders in the league in that category right now. <clears throat> and Frazier even had a lot of, um, earned a lot of FPL points in the reverse fixture against Crystal Palace earlier in the season. Um, so yeah, those are two that if you can, those might be good choices if you are a believer in form. If you're looking more at historical performance directly against their opponents, so how do they do in the reverse fixture, then Pogba and Redmond may catch your eye. So uh, keep an eye out on those guys. They really blew it up. For instance, Pogba had um, 13 points in his reverse fixture uh, away to Cardiff, and now they're home to Cardiff this season. Now, Pogba's form is, you know, almost negative if it could be negative. But if you think he did well once against Cardiff, he's going to do well again, <clears throat> then he might be your man. All right. The next thing we want to talk about, actually, before we talk about the next part of this for Game Week 38, let's talk about Champions League real quick. Amazing, amazing performances from Liverpool and Spurs. Guys, uh, I'm a Manchester City fan. Uh, Josh is a Manchester United supporter, but, I mean, we are both so impressed <clears throat> and excited for those teams. Uh, yeah, we wish Manchester City or Manchester United were in the Champions League final, but they're not. And it's not even so much about representing the Premier League. is It is about um, two clubs that haven't won a lot in the past, or with Spurs, really not much of anything, um, who just mounted the most incredible comebacks that, you know, if, if not ever, then certainly, um, you know, for decades and decades, these stories, these games will be remembered. So if you're a supporter of either of those clubs, congratulations. You must be extremely excited and we're happy for you guys. I mean, just... Who would have thought one game was crazy enough? And then to do it on consecutive nights and consecutive games is just outrageous. So um, that will be an interesting final. <clears throat> Maybe Harry Kane will be back for that, which would add a whole other uh, exciting layer to this. But um should be interesting. Never would have thought either team could have, uh, could have pulled that off. So congratulations to both. Okay. Um, how to potentially win your mini league. And this really kind of is a larger conversation than around um, how you're going to approach this final game week, uh, kind of what your your strategy and your philosophy is. There's, a, I guess, maybe three different approaches you'll take here. One is uh, you're happy with where you stand in your mini league, or even if you're not in a mini league, maybe you're in a public or private league, or uh, maybe you're just looking for overall rank and not necessarily competing on any other level, but just trying to better last season's rank or you've got a target rank in mind or something like that. Um, and you are happy with where things stand. You're in the lead. You're in the right uh, 
you know, under the right uh, overall rank, you're shooting for top 100K, top 50K, top 10K, top 250K, whatever it is, and you're situated perfectly and you don't really want to mess with anything, then you're going to sort of stay the course. You're going to play it safe. You're going to make sure that you own uh, sort of the quote unquote safe players, the guys who consistently perform well, the guys who are, um, you know, have the highest percent ownership because <clears throat> even if they do poorly, everybody does poorly and you're really not going to see much movement one way or the other in your OR or where you stand in your league. <clears throat> Second stance you may have is you do, you need a jump. You have a chance at winning your mini league uh, or another league. You have a chance of achieving the overall rank that you want, or maybe you're just a risk taker in general, <clears throat> but you um, you need something to make a difference. So you're going to go ahead and look at differential players that can hopefully put you where you need to be. And then the third spot, of course, is doesn't matter. Um, you're just playing for the fun of it, or your your season has been demolished already and you've got no hope. So, uh, you know, just quesera, sera. <clears throat> For those who um, need to get that boost, they need some differentials. We've highlighted a couple of players that are worth looking at. We've already mentioned one of them, and that's Babel. Uh, he's got just 1.4% ownership uh, the last time we checked. He's averaged 7.4 FPL points over his last five games, and that includes three goals, an assist, and three clean sheets. All impressive stuff. 7.4 points for a guy um, who's super cheap, too, by the way. <clears throat> um, you know, he's definitely worth a look, and he may end up making it on our team this weekend. They face Fulham at home. Or sorry, Fulham face Newcastle at home, so a little bit of an advantage there to um, to Babel and team. Newcastle are conceding almost 1.3 goals a game uh, when they're on the road, so again, advantage to Fulham. Um, Fulham have been relegated, of course, <clears throat> so Babel's going to look to impress scouts, managers, uh technical directors from other Premier League teams. He, I'm guessing, like any player would or would not want to go down uh, to the, the lower league. So um, he's going to try to impress. And I think um, he, if he carries that, that form into this last weekend, he could be a dangerous tool, especially with such low ownership. <clears throat> Next up, a little higher ownership. Uh, and so we're looking at players either 10%, ownership or lower, uh, we've got Vardy. So he's at 9.6%. My guess is that he will jump probably above 10 by the end of the week. Another player, we've got Lacazette, but we're sick of Lacazette. So we may bring in Vardy. Um, six goals in his last six games. Can't really get much better than that. Uh, even though uh, Leicester City face Spurs, they or sorry, Spurs, gosh, Chelsea, Leicester City face Chelsea. Um, Leicester City are at home, and uh, the Blues are pretty vulnerable on the road. And they're conceding um, one and a half away goals per game compared to they're just 
just over 0.6 goals a game conceded at home. So uh, what is that, two and a half times more out on the road? And Vardy's been on a, a really nice little run lately, so he could put away a couple um, this week. And again, he's at less than 10% ownership right now. Um, he's quite a get, especially if you have someone like Aubameyang or Lacazette in your team who just ain't getting the job done. Uh, Lukaku, maybe. Uh, Vardy's, I think Vardy's a nice step up. And then the third player that we'll highlight, and of course there's many more, uh, is Digne. So he's squeaking in right at 10% ownership, um, and he's, his form's been on fire. Um, clean sheets in his last three games, um, and six clean sheets in the last seven. And you know that he's also capable of attacking returns, whether it's a goal um, or an assist. So um, Everton do play away to Spurs. <clears throat> so, you know, not the easiest of matches, but Spurs have, except for uh, last night's Champions League, uh, impressive performance. They haven't been that great in their last few games. Um they will be without Sun, so defensively for Everton and for Digne, that's definitely a plus. Um, but also, again, those attacking returns. Um, and he does have the highest amount of key passes per game on his team for the season. So those key passes can turn into something good. <clears throat> so Digne, I think, is a great one to get. In terms of managers or sorry, managers, captains, sorry, too early in the morning, guys, need my coffee. Uh, in terms of captains, again, sort of depends on which direction you want to take. Do I want to just stay the course because uh, things are going great and I want to just sort of stick with the masses um, or do I need to make a jump or want to make a jump just to see what will happen? So if you're trying to maintain your overall rank or position in any sort of league, got to go with the widely chosen guys. you got to go with Aguero and Salah should be the two most captain players of the week, I would expect. Uh, Mane and Sterling will be in there somewhere and probably Hazard, too, <clears throat> I would have to guess. Amongst those guys, those most popular captain choices, even despite the injury, I think Salah is the man for the armband. And as much as I'm a, an Aguero fan, and I probably will, I don't own Salah, or we don't own Salah, <clears throat> so we will captain Aguero. Um, it's hard to deny with Sal, you know, Salah's form right now. Um, Aguero, not so great on the road. They play away at Brighton. But of course, he's capable of doing anything. Um, but in, for Salah, his last five league outings, Five goals, two assists, and three clean sheets. You know, that's another advantage with Salah over um, Aguero is that, you know, he does get points for clean sheets, too. So he's our man in terms of sort of the quote-unquote safe choices. If you need something big to happen, you're looking for differential, we've got uh, some options here for you. We've got Wilson. Zaha, Rondon, Mitrovic, Babel, Madison, Vardy, Richarlison, Arnautovic, and Redmond. And of course, there's many more, but these are players who seem to be playing well. They have favorable fixtures. 
um, and they're capable of delivering. And of course, we're not big on captaining defenders, um, but if you are, of course, players like Laporte, Alexander-Arnold, if Robertson's healthy, he's always a great option, or Van Dyke. And then in terms of goalkeepers, there's Ederson and Allison. So again, they may have largest ownership, but chances are they won't be heavily captained. And of course, if you're looking somewhere in the middle, um, someone that maybe won't be captained as much, uh, but is sort of still a popular player, you've got Aubameyang, Lacazette, Pogba, Erickson, and Jimenez. All right, so those are options. You just got to figure out what's what's best for you. And then lastly, we talked, and this came up in the article um, that we mentioned earlier, is what to do with Manchester United. Um, are they trustworthy? Um, in, a, in a word, no to us. They've looked like crap lately. And um, it's kind of hard to deny that they have. I mean, Mata had a, had a good game. You know, maybe he's one to consider. I know the scout has him down as uh, one to watch for the game week. Uh, maybe he is. Of course, Pogba, uh, Lukaku, Rashford, those guys could pop at any minute and reward their owners. But it's the last game week of the season. Do you really want to take a chance on those guys? I suppose if you currently own and you've got other pressing, more pressing needs on your team, maybe it's okay to um, to just hold on to them. But if you don't own, despite the fixture, I just think uh, I think you stay away. Quite honestly, that's kind of where we go. And we go into more detail um, about that in the article. But that's going to do it. For this podcast, lots more to read. Go to our Game Week 38 Insta story. Our handle is at Let's Talk Soccer on Instagram. Go to that Insta story, tap the words, see more, and you'll go to a good article. Not only do you get our perspective uh, and the data we collected, but also the same from the folks at FPL Football Advice. So, guys, we wish you nothing but green arrows this upcoming Game Week, and um Remember, just because the season's ending doesn't mean um, that this is going to stop. We're going to keep on rolling through the summer. So uh, hit us up with some DMs. If you need any questions answered, we will get back to you guys as best we can. Uh, And until next time, on behalf of Josh, I say peace and goodbye.